Golly, folks, thanks for having me here today. Greatly appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. So I want to make sure I get everybody's questions answered today because I know there's probably a hundred different ways to feed your horses. I know many of you will have your own technique, which is great too, and I don't want to um, change anybody's mind if you're happy with it, but I do want to share some things with you that I think can help. Um, we have a lot of horses of our own. We, every time my daughter would look at a boy growing up, I just buy her a horse. So we have, we have a lot of horses. We still have about 40, but believe it or not, we had about 250 at one time, all Rocky Mountain horses. Um, we have, um, I've, I've justified it as my research herd, to be quite frank, but they were all family. So what can I say? But uh, we do love our horses. We have nine stallions in the barn. We have brood mares. We have 50, had 58 brood mares at one time, but um, not quite that many now. So I have seen everything as far as veterinary medicine goes, everything from thinking anything natural or organic or, or anything out of besides drugs and chemicals is quackery. That's where I was at one point. You know, when I was practicing, I had, just to give you a little bit of history there, I had two hospitals, um, uh, four veterinarians at one, multiple veterinarians at the other. Um, if I, I, I really had a change in heart, though, along the way. Um, I, I loved what I did as a veterinarian, never remember ever wanting to be anything other than a veterinarian. But quite honestly, my dad died young. I had him at Duke, I had him at Emory, I had him everywhere else in the country. And um, quite honestly, it was a three-year death process. Uh, I truly lost faith in drugs and medicine at that time. Uh, I came home, I walked into one hospital. So anyway, so I literally came home from this three-year death process and I walked into one hospital and I said, uh, I had four vets there. I said, Beth, she's the lead veterinarian. I said, Beth, you want to buy this hospital? And she said, yes, I do. And I said, sold. And I walked out the door. I drove 10 miles down the road to the other hospital. I said, Karen, you want to buy this hospital? And she said, yes. And I walked out the door, sold it to her. I have not had an aspirin since. I've not had a drug since. Just try it. Is that any better? Yes, no? Oh, good. Now, if I can just remember to hold it next to my mouth, I'll have it made. So yell at me again. Let's shut this one off. All right. That's still good? Ooh, that's real good. Yay. All right. Excellent. So bottom line, bottom line, I have not um, uh, used any drugs or chemicals since. And literally, but literally, I retired at that, that, that point. Uh, that's really what I did. I retired. But with all the horses that I had, I wanted a more natural approach for my own horses. And um, next thing I knew, neighbors were wanting what I'd put together supplement-wise for my own horses. Equine Affair called, wanted me to speak. This was 20-plus years ago. Uh, and next thing, I was in the, in the supplement business, which I had no intentions of being in. But uh, along the way, I've certainly learned a lot about feeding, learned a lot about um, other, other holistic-type uh, programs or, or um, modalities, I should say, methods of treatment, whatever you want to call it. But uh, we are a totally holistic family, to say the least, and, and uh, have advanced to even pet products and human products and everything else. But here today, we're talking, going to talk about what to feed your horse, and I do have a lot of experience, to say the least. Uh, I have nine stallions in the barn, uh, which are quite wonderful. They're all Rocky Mountain horses, and of course, we each have our own breed that we love. But, um, I want to answer everybody's questions, so if you have one, or be thinking about what question you have, 
Uh, but I'm going to kind of share with you some do's and don'ts about feeding and, and what has really worked for us. But again, whatever you want and works for you is great. I don't want to insult anyone. But to be quite frank, I am not a favor of um, feeding a bag I'm, at all. I mean, I'm just not in favor of it. And the reason is I think almost every horse that gets feed from a bag is out of balance as far as their vitamins, minerals, and enzymes and other nutrients that were added to whatever the grain products were, be they true grains or be they byproducts or whatever. Um, so, uh, and, and here's why. Here's why they're all out of balance. If you have a bag of feed and you look at the label, it's going to tell you so many pounds per thousand pound weight, right? You agree with me? Everybody agree on that? All right. Well, if we, if I gave what the bag said to my Rockies, they would blow up like a balloon because they are such easy keepers. So let's say if the bag says five pound and I'm giving one pound, well, that one pound, he's getting one fifth of the vitamins, minerals, and enzymes that was added to that bag of feed. You have a hard keeper 10 pound horse, okay? He's getting twice as much of the vitamins, minerals, and enzymes. Very few people give exactly what the bag says. Every horse's metabolism is actually different. And that's just the beginning. I mean, that's, you look at all the stuff that went into that feed. Obviously, they, 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 want to, they want to make as much money as they can, so they're going to be using products that they can make the most money on to make the feed. Does that make sense? I mean, byproducts, um, uh, all, all these, one of the worst things that could be added to feed, and it is in every bag of feed that I know, is some source of fat. Most of those fat sources are hydrogenated fats. Now, a lot of us already know the disadvantages of hydrogenated fats as far as our long-term health goes, all right? Well, first of all, why are fats important to our body? Well, every single cell in the body is surrounded by fat. The brain is fat, the spinal cord's fat. A child can't even walk until the spinal cord is myelinated, which is fat, basically. The liver's fat. The body is mostly fat. Well, the problem with hydrogenated fats is we're we're basically turning the fat into little plastic balls, into plastic. I mean, we are literally making the cells such that they're like plastic so the nutrients can't get in and the junk can't get out. I mean, that's, if it, when you break it down to the, to the nutshell, that's pretty much what's happening. And even for the brain, you know, why do we have so much Alzheimer's today? And folks, that is no disease you want. My mom has gone through it, and it's just, un I mean, you want to take care of the brain, to say the least. Uh, and those, just, that's just one of the things that have contributed to it. You know, um, way back when I was a kid, you know, we literally had hog fat. I mean, I grew up, I, literally growing up, I had an outhouse. I mean, I, I literally had an outhouse growing up in North Carolina. And we had hog fat. That's the only lard. That's what we used back then. And I swear, you know, my granddaddy, my, both of my great-granddaddies lived at almost 100. And now you're lucky to live past 60 or 70. You know, it's, 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 and I'm getting close, by the way, to that 70 mark. So, you know, I'm paying attention and have been for many years now on, on, on certain things. I mean, I'm even getting lazy these years. You know, I let my hair grow. I let my, my beard grow. I'm, I'm, my wife doesn't care and I don't have to answer to anybody, so what the heck. 
you know, so, but I am paying attention to my diet more because I do want to be around for my grandbabies, uh, which by the way, I have just had a new one. Sorry, I couldn't resist. But um, anyway, so that the fats in these commercial feeds are not good for us and they're certainly not good for our horses. Um, and they're all out of balance to start with. But we are, as far as I know, we are about definitely the major country in the world, if not the only country in the world that has been duped into feeding these commercial feeds. Uh, you can tell I often get targeted by other companies, don't you? Can't you? I mean. I just tell it like it is, folks. I'm sorry. If they want to attack me, let them attack me. But what I like is oats. Oats are a miracle grain for horses. We are the only country that I know of that doesn't feed oats. Oats, you can fix so many problems with just oats. Oats, plain old whole oats, don't, you don't have to crimp them, don't roll them, none of that. In fact, once you do so, then they sit in a hot feed truck somewhere in a warehouse somewhere, they're more apt to go rancid. Whole oats will last forever. I can fix more problems just with oats. But the beauty of oats is you can give whatever amount your horse needs. You know, a handful of my stallions, they get one little cup like that twice a day. That's all they get of oats. Or if you have a real hard keeper, you can give more. Uh, and, but you do have to add vitamins and minerals and enzymes to them because they're not complete as far as that goes. Um, and, and the reason they're not complete is because our soils are so deficient today. I mean, our soils have been deficient of minerals since forever. So um, way back in, I think, 1913 or something, there was a massive U.S. study done on soils, and they were totally deficient way back then. And now they're so contaminated, it's not even funny. So we do need to keep that in mind when we're feeding anything today. You know, what is the source of that? But oats are the cleanest. It's the only grain that I know of today that's not even genetically modified. Everything out there is genetically modified. It's crazy. Um, but whole oats are whole oats. They're, they're, they're wonderful. And if you can, of course, they may, not, may or may not be um, chemical free, you know, because the fertilizer and stuff in the ground that they use. But but uh, you can find them or grow them. We actually grow our own oats. Uh, it's a black oat that's the original oat seed from Europe. Uh, we didn't get a crop this year, but um, we do have an oat, and they're pretty pricey, unfortunately. But you can go to Tracker Supply or any feed store and buy oats. That's, most people don't realize you can get oats. They're available locally just about anywhere. But the beauty of oats is you can give that easy keeper a handful. You can give that hard keeper 10 pounds. And then we actually have a supplement that's called Just Add Oats, and I'm not giving a commercial here, but just a supplement with a little scoop where you put that on whatever amount your horse gets, and that's what man knows they need. Which leads us to the next thing. Does man know everything they need? Well, we think we do, but I don't think we do. Uh, and as a result, um, let's look at what else they do need, in my opinion. And you don't have to raise your hand on this because I don't want to embarrass anybody because I want to really talk bad about it in just a second. But, and that is salt blocks or salt rocks or mineral blocks or mineral rocks. Don't raise your hand. But if you feed them, please, please, please throw them as far away as you can throw them. Especially if it's this rock that starts with an H that is absolutely awful for our horses. I am seeing their teeth worn off from them. 
People tell me, well, they lick them all the time. Well, of course they're licking them all the time. They're trying to get what they want from them and they can't get them because they're too dang hard. They are, they are literally a rock, a real rock. And they cannot get what they need from any rock or block fast enough for when they need it. Specifically, to neutralize fertilize. If they can't instantly neutralize fertilize, either through the grass, through the hay, through a sudden change in weather, I mean, think about it, when do horses have problems when there's a weather change, right? Or, or a season change, or coming off winter, maybe when they've been on hay all winter long, okay? That's, I assure you, if you're buying it, it has fertilizer in it. People tell me all, well, we don't fertilize the grass. Well, if you buy hay, you have fertilized hay, I promise you. If you're feeding pellets, you're feeding fertilized too. Horses have to be able to instantly neutralize excesses in fertilizer. When is there there problems? Long comes spring, you know, you turn them out on the grass um, and your horse colics. Well, would you agree with me that horses were made to eat grass? I mean, how many times have you heard for these metabolic horses, keep them off the grass, you know, turn them out for just an hour or so. You know, too much sugar in the grass. Folks, that's bull. I'm telling you, that is bull. Horses were made to eat grass. Now, there are some changes in grass that have occurred over the years because they've, they've genetically modified grass seed and all this other stuff. So there may be some reasoning there behind it that I could justify. But horses were made to eat grass. They were not made to eat fertilizer. Okay? And what happens if they get too much fertilize, that fertilize instantly changes the acidity in the gut, just like that. Okay? And they have to neutralize it. And they cannot lick that block of rock fast enough of any kind of block of rock to neutralize fertilize. If they can't, the fertilize makes the gut acid. It is the biggest cause of colic, laminitis, abortion, whatever the weak link is for that horse, that's what it's going to cause. Um, I wish we could outlaw fertilizer, but but again, you know, fertilizer really is just nitrogen, uh, potassium, and, um, and sodium. That's really all fertilizer is. We have the best fertilizer already in in our stalls or outside our stalls in a pile somewhere. You know, that's by far the best instead of all this other stuff. I know it's impossible for us to grow our own hay in many cases, and we don't. We buy our hay. But, but the alternative for the health of your horse is to not use blocks or rocks, a free choice loose salt or mineral. Now, just a little commercial on ours, well, we have one that I've put together that is actually from three ancient seabeds. So here's another thing about coming from ancient seabeds, which is great. Uh, ancient seabeds, would you agree, has dead fish, dead plants, all this other organic material from zillions of years ago? Well, you know, man tries to attach proteins and fats and carb- um, other amino acids to minerals so they're more bioavailable to the body. Now, minerals are hard for the body to assimilate or to get into the system, so to speak. So man tries to attach all these other amino acids, proteins, fats, and so on to them so they are brought into the body and utilized better. But Mother, God, Mother Nature, whatever you want to call it, did that with all this seabed salt. It's got all the dead fish, the dead plants, all that organic material that makes it more bioavailable. Now, we've enhanced it with other things besides just salt, obviously. Um, we have probiotics in there. We have diamond B yeast, et cetera, et cetera. But the key, I don't care what free choice loose mineral you use, 
uh, is free choice at all times. You know, ours, ours is as simple as hanging a bucket on a fence post, make sure there's a little bit in it, in the bottom of the bucket. Rain makes it better. Once it's wet, it, you just tip the water off the top and throw in a handful of fresh. If it's been slobbered in and ugly, just throw in a handful of more and go on. You never even have to wash the bucket. I mean, it's that simple. Put it where you feed every day. And any loose salt or uh, free choice loose salt or mineral I would do that with. Uh, if, have it wherever they spend their time. If they're outside, inside, or whatever. Um, and it took me a long time to figure that fertilizer aspect out, but then one of my undergraduate studies was poultry science, and I grew up in poultry country uh, in North Carolina, and we used a lot of chicken manure they did for fertilizer down there. Whatever you do, never, ever put any chicken manure on any of your fields. It is a great source of fertilizer, but it, of nitrogen specifically, but it is a disaster waiting to happen as far as our horses goes because it is the nitrogen and potassium in fertilizer that causes the issue as far as an overload that we spoke about. Chicken manure, if they, uh, one, of course, back poultry science, study poultry science, saw all these fields of chicken manure, knows what it does, clean more chicken houses than you can ever imagine as a kid. But, the, but what happens with um, chicken manure is um, it's just catastrophic. I mean, if they eat the grass that's been fertilized with chicken manure, you can almost count on, in my opinion, a colic or laminitis or abortion or something like that, that result, whatever the weak, the weak link is. So uh, fertilize, uh, be careful with your fertilize. Uh, don't make, make sure you can have that free choice to instantly neutralize it at all times. Is this making sense at all? Okay, I see some heads nodding. Thanks. Some of y'all are ready to throw stuff at me, probably, but because but, I'm not your normal, I'm not your normal veterinarian. I promise you that. But um, I love what I do, and and I really think just what we covered right there will can change your horses' lives and help you have those horses forever and ever and ever, or as long as God will let us let them live. But um, so we've talked a little bit about what to feed oats. You got to supplement the oats. Uh, we talked a little, talked a little bit about fats, but we didn't really talk about sources of fat. Okay, um, the key there is crude, unrefined. In other words, it's not been processed. It's not been hydrogenated. It's not been processed at all. It's truly hydrogenated. I mean, not hydrogenated. Um, it's even better if it's cold pressed. Okay, where they just basically take. Uh, in fact, I, I love soybean, by the way. Soybean oil is my favorite. Uh, I like chia oil. That's good, but chia is so expensive. We actually have a chia seed product and chia oil, but it is expensive. But the right soybean, if you can find it that's not genetically modified, is the perfect balance, and I've got perfect results with it. But, again, you not hydrogenated, not processed, cold-pressed. We actually have a product that we have a grower in Maine that's growing it for us that cold presses it and it's organic as well. So, and non-GMO, that's the, that is so imagine, so difficult to find is non-genetically modified soybean. Non-genetically modified anything anymore is almost impossible to find, uh, which is quite scary. So what I, uh, how much time do we have? Anybody got? We have got time for questions. Okay, good, good, good. 
So why don't we go on some other topics that would... I just saw a hand right there. Raise your... Tell me what you'd like to hear about, and we'll, we'll kind of make it for everybody to understand somehow, if I can. Yes. What is my thought? Excellent question. What is my thought on flaxseed? I really don't like flaxseed. And the reason it is, the, of all the different sources of fat, and it's a good source of fat, but it is the least stable, the mo in other words, the most likely to go rancid of all different seeds. So I'm not a big fan of flax. Um, with people, you have to grind it. You know, I'm not so sure you'd have to do that with horses, which would make it a little more stable along the way. But, uh, and it is a great source of fat, but I, I prefer other. Yep. Yes, ma'am. If I could, two questions. Okay, two questions. Okay. All right, I have Rocky Mountains. Yep. Um, one is a bad quiver. Okay. I just tried, I'm trying her on CBD. Okay. Okay. Okay, opinion on CBD. She have a, has a cribber. Second question, I have, I have a pre-metabolic resistant Insulin resistant metabolic, yep. With recommended castleberry, which is a, a whole Chasteberry? Chasteberry. Yeah, not, not familiar with Chaseberry? Yeah, Chaseberry, yeah. Chaseberry? Yeah. Chaseberry, yeah. that's it. Yeah. What do you think about those two products? I can't tell you about Chaseberry. I really don't know. I mean, just to be quite frank, I've never used that. Um, I'm all for any, most any herb, though, to be quite frank with you. I just, it's just not one that I've really studied specifically for metabolic issues. Uh, it is, can help with moody mares, I know that, um, along, as well as raspberry leaves and others. But um, I'll get yours in just a second. Um, but uh, as far as the CBD, uh, CBD is, in my opinion, has a lot of potential. A lot of potential down the road. Right now though, believe it or not, animal products are way more difficult to market regulatory-wise than human products. Way, way, way more difficult. There are 50 different states regulatory-wise that have their own opinion. And it, with CBD, those opinions vary to where we did it, we had a CBD product and we actually had um, I did this show in Massachusetts, and believe it or not, this was like three years ago, maybe four, something like that, and it was approved, you know, as long as just tested and every batch is tested, you know, no THC and all that kind of stuff, which of course we do. But um, even there, literally the state police came around and anybody that had any CBD product in the horse, in the, in the stall, in the booth like this, sent them home. So it made them stood right there and made you pack up and go home. There were people there from California that had spent, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars to get there, and they made them go home. And they also commented, and if you and you make sure your product is hidden in your truck because if you get stopped going home, you will go to jail. And that, I mean, that so that is regulatory wise, it, it's not worth it at this point until we get more things worked out. Now we are a member of National Animal Supplement Council which we, there was um, very few of us. It used to be we couldn't, by the way, just to back up on that, it used to be we couldn't even market glucosamine. We would do a show like this in Indiana and we had, we were, you know, there are, our clients were seeing results with glucosamine, a great product, no question, but I remember specifically a show in Indiana. Regulators come in, well, you can't sell that in this state. 
for horses. Uh, and literally, even though our clients were demanding it, they wouldn't let you sell it. We had to pick up every bag, every glucosamine product that we'd ever sold in the state, a stop sale order. Now, that's why a number of us got together. Um, I was like number 22 or something as far as uh, companies. We got together and we formed the National Animal Supplement Council so we'd have a little more clout as far as dealing with these regulators. And, and of course, we put together an adverse event reporting system, which there were, we actually have third parties making fake calls with adverse events and you know, make sure we get them recorded because they follow up, our organization follows up to make sure you're doing it right. Um, we put together any potential side effect you could have from any herb, but it's because we couldn't even market products like glucosamine. And by the way, that brings up one more comment. Thank you, you brought this to my attention, garlic. This stuff about garlic causing anemia in horses is total bullshit. Excuse my friends. It is just, it is not true. There was a study, I've followed, I've traced this back to the original author um, who wrote the article to start with in one of the major magazines and who did the research and the research was a grad student in Canada who had five horses that if you gave them the garlic that, that, that she said in that study, you know, you'd be given a five gallon bucket of garlic every day. A horse couldn't possibly ever eat that much garlic. Garlic is a wonderful product for horses. I don't care what anybody says. And I've fed tens of thousands of horses garlic. So put that aside and never, in fact, the magazine never would retract it, but you know, once it's in print, it's out there. And that's exactly what happened. But the veterinarian that wrote that, I called her, I talked to her. I mean, she had no clue. It was like asking a golfer how to play football. I mean, it's crazy. But anyway, garlic is great for horses. Um, so that's, this, if you don't mind, this gentleman right here was right before you. Yes, sir. Oats, I, I feed oats. You feed oats? Good for you. Well, you're 60% of the way there. He said he feeds, said he feeds oats 60, 60% corn 40. Uh, I'm not, corn, if it works for you, that's great. I think that's way, 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 way better than this commercial stuff, way better. But forget the corn, in my opinion, just the oats. Just, just the oats, yes, sir. Absolutely. Ma'am, let me get her first, because she was first, yep. That's pretty much the same. Now, CBD, CBD obviously comes from hemp. You know, the makes you take the THC out of it. In fact, we the regulatory there. Uh, there's a percent, a very low percent that you can ever have in it. But hemp, anything hemp, true hemp is fine too, as long as the THC is not there. And I'm a big proponent of hemp and CBD as far as that goes. Uh, we do not market a product at this point. We will in the future, but it's just too, like I say, the regulatory is not worth it at this point. Idaho's trying to shut everybody down right now, and we're fighting them, I and mean, we're all calling the governor and everything else um, the organization is. Uh, yeah, yeah, she said, could, should she give hemp oil instead of soybean oil? Yeah, it's, it's a good source of fat. I mean, I have no, no problem. Um, for sure. And I had another question back here. Yes, ma'am. All those? Oh, excellent question. Thank you. Whole oats, does it, does it cause laminitis and, 
you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there about oats, you know, high sugar content, all full of carbs and all this kind of stuff. Folks, that's propaganda from the feed companies. Oats, every other country in the world feeds oats. And I've been feeding it for 30 years and I have thousands of clients that feed whole oats. They're, they're phenomenal. And it, it, oats, the beauty of it is, I mean, think about your commercials on TV. Think about your metabolic, I mean, your, your commercials for oats on TV for people. Just think about that for a minute. What do they, they talk about? Weight loss? You know, first thing every morning? You know, I mean, oats are good for people. They're good for, they're good for horses. No question. They will help your horse lose weight, but you still need to, uh, and if, I mean, like metabolic horses, the oats are good for them too, in my opinion, no question. I mean, our Rockies, you know, I mean, they're the most prone to metabolic issues, period. You know, it's unusual not to have a fat, overweight, cresty neck Rocky, I mean, quite honestly. But oats are phenomenal. Um, by the way, on your metabolic horses, uh, um, extra magnesium is a great thing. Uh, we actually, that mineral I talked about, we have a high mag version for that as well. Uh, magnesium, I love magnesium for any overweight. If it has a cresty neck, you definitely need to have them on magnesium, no question. Um, but hopefully ours. <laughs> uh, let's see, one, this, this lady right here, no, I'm sorry, yeah, you go ahead, yes ma'am. Beet pulp, I hate. Beet pulp is full of sugar and it's a fiber anyway and all it does is suck the nutrition right out. Don't like it. Wouldn't feed it to a guinea pig. Um, yep, sorry. Um, as far as uh, Cushing's horse, basically the same thing that we talked about. We do have a formula specifically for, uh, we call it critical care met metabolic uh, that you add to it that has all the herbs and supplements to help with the metabolic issue. But as far as the basic diet, Oats, um, free choice, loose salt and minerals, the, the vitamins and minerals added specifically to the oats, ours is called Just Add Oats, and a good fat. I mean, it's as simple as that, the feeding is. Let me get this young lady, don't let me forget you guys, this lady right here, yes. How do you, uh, good question, how do you transition from grain to feeding oats? It's real simple, just whatever amount you're giving now of the grain, just take a few days and switch to that same volume of oats. And then after a week or two, you can see how their appetite is, you know, if they're satisfied. And by the time you go through three or four weeks, month-wise, uh, get into a month, you know, they may need more or less, just depending on how they look, how they feel, how they act, and so on. Oats won't make them hot, folks. It will not make a hot horse either. That's another big rumor about oats. Oats will not make them hot. It, in fact, if you can go to whattofeedyourhorse.com, that's, that's one of our websites, and I have a 42-page study from the University of Kentucky, the horse capital of the world, that actually shows oats as a superior diet for a horse and all the documentation for it, whattofeedyourhorse.com. And it, you can read the study. There's a link to the study right there online. Okay, let me get this young man back in the very back. Don't let me forget you. Yes, sir. Well, my opinion on molasses. Excellent. Man, you guys are good. Molasses is, you know, I mean, it's a sweetener. It's a sugar. They don't need it with oats because they like oats as it is. Um, I will give you a little show secret, though. 
with we we have an oil, the soybean oil that I spoke about, the crude, unrefined, unprocessed, non-GMO, cold-pressed soybean oil that we like and use. Um, I can't tell you how many grand championships we've won when we'll take a little bit of that oil, not not molasses or not sugar, but we'll take a little bit of the oil, put it in a bucket, and with grand champion, and maybe been in two or three classes all day, and they're wore out already, and it's 10 o'clock at night, and show's running late, and everybody's tired. But anyway, just to get that horse over the hump, we'll take a little bit of that oil, put it in the bottom of the feed bucket, put in some of the mineral that we talk about. Uh, that's uh, one of ours. Mix it together, a slurry. They'll eat it every time. They got the energy. They'll go do what they need to do and win. It's 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 awesome. But uh, but sugar, molasses is pretty much sugar. It's a great flavoring. But I don't like to give them pure sugar, and that's pretty much what it is. Yes, ma'am. Peter Oates, yeah. 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 The difference is, well, what is the difference in Canadian oats and just regular oats? Usually, quite honestly, Canadian oats are bigger and they're plump, more plump. But as far as the variety, I don't know if there's if it's a different variety or not. But um, the, to me, that's what you're looking for, though, is a nice plump oat. Um, ours is a black oat that we grow. Uh, and it has a softer hull. It's not as big and plump as the other, but it is the original oat stock from gazillions of years ago. You can buy it on Chewy.com, by the way. I'm so, what was that? Spells. Uh, it's okay. I mean, I'm not. I really haven't used enough of it to give it a, you know, a pat on the back or anything. But I've never heard anything bad either. So yes, way back there. Well, that's, a, that's another good group. I'm getting some great questions. You know, there's all kinds of magnesium out there. You know, magnesium citrate, magnesium uh, oxide. Um, and the magnesium citrate is probably the most, you're going to get the most magnesium from it, okay? But it's so darn expensive, you can't feed enough of it for your horse to get what he needs. Um, it does have the highest percentage of magnesium in the molecule though. Magnesium oxide is 55% magnesium and it's cheaper, not cheap, but cheaper, but you just give a little bit more of it and you're still going to be just as bioavailable based on my results over the past years. So, yep, follow up. Magnesium what? Ricinate? Isinate? Lysinate, I couldn't tell you. I'm sorry. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Well, it's going to, that's a real trade off because. It's, Obviously, you're, we're going to have to have fertilizer in our fields because our soils are so deficient. All they're putting on is nitrogen, potassium, and calcium. But a better thing for your fields is lime itself. I mean, I didn't mean calcium and sodium, but lime is calcium. Calcium is, a, is with lime is a much better thing for your field for sure. 
but uh, it's you know it's a tough one you know what do you do well, the answer that I've come up with instead of um, to neutralize any negative effects of fertilize is that free choice loose alter mineral at all times that's all I know to do to because you're gonna it's gonna be in the hay if you're buying hay it's fertilized I'm sorry what Yes, ma'am. Uh, chemistry, by the way, and you can go to whyredcalworks.com. You can actually see the chemistry. Whyredcalworks. That's our mineral. Um, it's first neutralized by uh, sodium. That's the first thing that's going to neutralize, fertilize. The second is calcium that's going to neutralize it. In other words, once the sodium's gone, the body's going to start taking calcium out of the body uh, to neutralize it. And, and then after the calcium, the next one is magnesium. And if it gets to magnesium, and cattle, the whole herd's dead. You ever heard of grass tetany in cattle? Some of you cattle guys? Okay, no cattle guys in here. Wow. Uh, there you go. I mean, I can't, I've gone out three times in my career and saw a whole herd of cattle dead. Every time they'd had chicken manure, it was spring in the, in, and, and they had uh, rocks or blocks for minerals, not free choice minerals. That's one of the things that kind of made me think where I was going with horses on these rocks and blocks. The whole herd. Because by the time it gets to the magnesium deficiency, the body's paralyzed and they can't move, they can't breathe, and they're dead. You know, horses, they're not going to get to that point with a magnesium deficiency. They're going to be metabolic. They're going to be uh, in, a, in a state of um, colic, laminitis, or abortion because the gut's more acid. It's more of a rapid thing in horses, um, except for the metabolic issue, which is chronic. Uh, yes, ma'am. Yep. For herbs, what is the best for just come to my booth. <laughs> the, the best the question of what is the best resource for herbs? There's so many resources out there. Um, I mean I've already done all the research. We have a all the we have products for just about every every need from metabolic to the daily detoxers and we have a product called health check, joint check, bug check, and sorry for the commercial but um, uh, 424 in the other main building over here, but all kinds of um, I use a lot of herbs a lot of herbs uh, but minerals as well and so on but uh, it would, I don't really have a good source. I literally have a library that's more books than fit on that table right there So there's no one book. Yes, ma'am Thyroid supplement is the wonder drug. Holy moly, I hope I never hear that again in my life. Um, thyroid supplements, a thyroid like L, thyroid L or whatever the drug is, basically shuts down the thyroid and takes over for the thyroid. So the problem with thyroid meds is once they're on it, most of the time you have to keep them on it because the thyroid is not as functioning as it used to be. I'm dead set against them. I'd much rather take a more natural approach and work on the metabolic issues for that to begin with. However, and we have had several, believe it or not, that we've been able to get off, documented chemistry-wise, to get off thyroid meds once they've been on it for years even. But it is not my favorite thing and I would never do it personally. And years past when I was practicing, I probably would do a whole lot of it, but not in many, 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 many years. Total mindset. Yes, ma'am. Essential oils in horses. Essential oils are great in horses. Um, have no problem with them. I am more of a proponent of homeopathy. Um, 
I'm a big I'm a certified veterinary homeopath. Uh, I absolutely love homeopathy. It is a whole science of healing that is, in fact, I brought a kit somewhere. What did I do with it? This is a little kit here. This is my medicine box. There's 50 different remedies in here. Um, I carry it with me just about everywhere I go. I can treat anything with this box right here. Just, and there's tens of thousands of doses in this little book. 50 different remedies, tens of thousands. Of course, I have more remedies at home, but, but these are the most commonly used ones. Um, I would highly suggest everyone maybe, right now it's difficult, there's, there's certain companies down that practice homeopathy, that, that sell homeopathic meds. I mean, we folks, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm probably gonna come arrest me after this, but we have a medical mafia in this country. I mean, we really do. It is amazing. It is a revolving door system. You know, they give you a drug, they might get you better, but you're coming back in down the road with something else. And that's why I had to sell my practices. I could not use it anymore, and that was years and years ago. Uh, and I have been attacked, by the way. I've been through it all, so they can come do whatever they want. Um, I don't care. But uh, homeopathy has been around forever and ever. It is one phenomenal healing medicine that I urge you to truly study homeopathy. Uh, you can fix anything with homeopathy. And the only way, at one point in this country, we had 1,400 homeopathic hospitals. Only homeopaths were practicing in those doctors. The founder of the homeopathy, his name is Dr. Hahnemann from Germany. He is the only doctor, only non-US citizen, much less doctor, that has a monument to his um, benefit in Washington, D.C., because during the, the swine flu, they still had homeopathic hospitals. They also had what we call allopathic doctors today, okay, like we go to today. Allopathic doctors were less than 1% successful treating the disease. Homeopaths, they were 34% lived. 34%. And then along came Rockefeller with his petroleum and his drugs, and Carnegie with his drugs. Everything medical-wise is petroleum-based. Everything from the plastic bottles that it comes in to the, to the IV sets that there's delivered to the, to the drug itself. And it's a, it's a money-making machine, I'm sorry. Home, these remedies, you know, we're talking pennies, but it works. <laughs> um, and has worked for centuries uh, until Things changed. Whew, man, I'm getting deep today, folks. Y'all gonna come bail me out of jail or something here, maybe down the road? Holy mackerel. Uh, I won't go there. Anyway, yes, uh, have I answered yours yet? Yeah, I did once, no? No, let me get there, um, I just bought a red mineral block. Okay. Can I take a sledgehammer to it so no. that it becomes a free choice? It costs 20 bucks, throw it away. Because they there you go then. All right, if you're happy with it. Go for it. I'd throw it away. But one thing, let me give you a history on the red blocks. By the way, you know when they first came out with blocks or rocks for horses or for cattle way back when. Well, they didn't have very good mixers back then. So what they did was they added iron to the mix. Iron oxide. What color is iron oxide? It's red. When it would, when the mix turned red, 
they, they use that to evaluate the mixing process. They'd add iron oxide to it. When the whole mix turned red, they knew it was mixed good, and that was it. That's what I've heard on it. True or not, I can't verify it, but that's what I've heard. Our salt is white, and it has little bitty specks in there of all the different minerals. I mean, every mineral known to man is in there. One other thing on salt, while I'm on that, your white salt, your plain white salt that's going to be in these cheap blocks, look, even go home and look at your salt with the big M on it, the blue label with a big M on it, okay? I'm not going to mention that one. They might come after me. But if you look at the very last ingredient, the very last ingredient is prussic acid. Anyone know what prussic acid is? Folks, it's cyanide. I promise you it's on there. Now what does cyanide, well you know what cyanide does. They put it in there as an anti-caking agent. Keep it from caking. Dang, we're getting deep today. Y'all have got some good questions. I've got one back there from a new person and we'll get you guys in just a second, yes. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Cushing's, I did. The feed is still the oats. We do have a critical care metabolic um, that's fantastic for Cushing's, but that's a pretty expensive product, to be honest. Um, by the way, you can find us on Chewy.com. Everything we have is on Chewy.com these days, too. But um, we would... There's some benefits, and if you like our products, getting them directly from us. We do have a affiliate program. We have a um, what do you call it? A loyalty rewards where you bank five percent towards future purchases and stuff like that. But but yeah, come by the booth, and we'll specifically talk about that if you would. Four four twenty four. Okay, these were first, and then I'll get you. Okay, yes. Let me get this young lady right here. Two questions. Two questions. Dry or soaking? Oh yeah, okay, okay. The only time I generally soak a feed is a horse or an old timer, you know, and that's really just the pellets or the oats. So let's say you have an old timer that doesn't have any teeth, 20, you know, 30 years old or something like that, and they just can't chew the hay or whatever. I will use pellets, but for sure you make make sure you have the free choice loose minerals in the stall bucket in the stall because they're heavily fertilized. I assure you, any pellet is. But, you know, before we feed, as we're feeding the others, we'll just add a little water to that, to the pellets or the oats, too. If you think they're not going to get, you know, what they need from a, a whole oat, you can always add a little water to it. doesn't hurt it. Um, don't fill the bucket. You know, just I just I don't even tip the water off the top. I just pour it in the feed bucket, water and all. And of course, the feed bucket does have a little hole or two. I mean, the, the bin has a little hole where the water will drain out. But, yeah, I mean, there's no problem soaking it. But you don't want to soak it too long because you don't want to soak the nutrients out. I'm not big on soaking hay. But if you have a horse that has um, respiratory issues, wet the hay. You know, don't soak it for hours though because, and throw the water away because you will be throwing nutrients away with it. Because we've back, I've actually have a client in North Carolina. We've done studies on that, um, on soaking hay and then you know, throwing the water away and just giving them the, the hay. It will take the nutrition out of it. Uh, sugars too, though, which is sometimes you want, but just make darn sure you got free choice, loose salt and minerals if you are going to do that. Make sense? You had a question.
For, do I recommend free choice hay? Totally depends on the horse. I mean, some horses are going to eat themselves to death, but they will quit. Um, but for the most part, if it's a good gra if it's grass hay, yeah, free choice, alfalfa, the rich hay. Um, I'd be, I mean, my mares, my mares are going to get they're going to get a big round bale of alfalfa hay, and they do fine. But um, you just have to be more careful with your really rich hays. Uh, but free choice hay is the way to go, in my opinion, on anything. If you can afford it and do it all the time, you know, we don't. I mean, ours get a nice big flake in the morning, a nice big flake at the evening, and that's pretty much the way it goes. But uh, those in the pasture, you know, we do, we do use round bales, um, and most of the time it's a grass hay. Most of the time it's fescue, except for those. By the way, fescue, if you have pregnant mares, make sure they're off of any fescue, at least the last 30 days, preferably 60 days. I'm sure most of you know that or they won't have any milk, and that is the worst problem in the world if they don't have milk. Yes, ma'am. How much corn oil? How much what? Oats? What'd you say? Oh, um, what, with ours, is two ounces a day, but it's crude, unrefined, unprocessed. Two ounces a day will help them either maintain their weight or lose. Okay, because it takes good fat to burn fat too. So two ounces a day, three, four, five, six ounces a day, you can put weight on that under under weight horse. But two ounces a day of ours, it's called weight check oil. Simple, simple name. But anyway, yes, ma'am. Yes. Because they're all important, and I spent a lot of time, you know, formulating a vitamin and mineral. Question was, what what vitamins would you add to those oats and minerals and so on? The most logical ones. Well, even the least, even the least one is most is critical too. So I really don't want to go into that because, I mean, it, it's already there in a the bag for you. Not not as a promotion, but I don't want you to leave something out. All right, I think uh, we got time for one more. If, if you could, yeah, we're just going to have a glance on this computer. Okay, great. Yes, ma'am. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Just don't throw the water away and just put enough to, you know, to get them. I mean, literally with alfalfa pellets, asking about soaking them. You know, five minutes, that's good usually. Just so they're soft so they, so they can eat them, or any pellet for that matter. Um, but you know, you gotta be careful with pellets. We're real careful because they, you know, they use all kinds of stuff to make them. They, they, they're heat processed. I mean, I'm not a big proponent of pellets unless you have a horse that just can't eat them. I mean, they just can't eat hay. But um, we do use pellets for our old timers. I'll do anything we can for our old timers. Anything we can do to get nutrition in them sometimes. You know, more of the oil, more uh, softer hay or soaked hay or whatever. Whatever we got to do to get that nutrition in them you need to do. And we all know that. So I'm bored yet. But um, hmm, a dead bug. I like that. That's pretty good. We have a product called Bug Check, by the way. Dead bugs. No. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Thank you all so much.